0: Hello and welcome to episode two of the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Wuburn, and this is a podcast where I sit down to have a conversation with inspiring CEOs, business leaders, senior executives, and startup entrepreneurs across Australia. And today, I sit down with Deborah Harrigan, one of my long-term friends, mentors, and someone that I've always looked up to. Deborah has over 20 years of senior leadership experience with Fortune 500 multinational high-tech corporations and has helped organisations solve their most complex problems, from rebuilding sales organisations for growth, profit and market share, to leading the largest outsourced business process improvement contracts in the history of a corporation. Deborah is a champion of change for flexible work practices and women in IT. In this episode, we discuss the habits and traits of a true leader, leading teams during challenging times, and dealing with conflict and tension in the workplace. Deborah, welcome to the podcast. How are you going?
1: Thank you. I'm very well, thanks, Brad. Great to be here,
0: Deborah. To kick things off today, I, I thought that you know you could provide the listeners of the podcast uh, just a high-level overview on your career journey to date and. And then we'll jump into some really interesting uh, topics that uh, I'm really excited to explore with you. So over to you.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you, Brett. My career, sadly, or or excitedly, it's been a long career to date with lots of twists and turns. You know, post-school, no university, sadly, but no university. My career went down a path of a creative outlet, but circumstances pulled me back towards technology. And for that, I'm so grateful for. So I have been fortunate enough to work in both the health and the tech sector over the last 20 plus years and have really enjoyed shaping, developing, leading large teams that across both the country and that have really helped transform the way we work, really improve our customer experience and really bring value to employees with the different corporations I've worked for.
0: Wonderful. Thank you for that, Deborah. I want to kick off this conversation today by exploring with you what you feel are the habits and traits of a true leader. So for me, I've always been impressed by leaders that lead by example and can show that they can be a role model for others. I think those are the things that really kind of stand out for me. And and leaders that really want to go in the trenches with their teams, especially during challenging times, you know, we've we've all worked for organizations that have gone through large-scale restructures and, you know, that really tests people and pushes people in areas that they haven't probably experienced before. So, you know, for me, I'm keen to explore with you In the several, you know, very senior leadership roles that you've been in throughout your career, I'm keen to explore what you believe are the habits and traits of a true leader. And, yeah, as I said before, what what are some of the things that really stand out for you?
1: Okay. All right. Thanks, Brad. Well, habits and traits of a true leader. Well, you know, obviously I'll I'll talk the way I lead. i talk Mm. about the way I lead. So um, first off, you've just got to be real. You know, leading large scale organizations, especially through change, is challenging, confronting, exciting, rewarding. But to, to deliver or achieve those sort of outcomes, you've got to be very much available. You know, so if I think about the habits and the traits, it's um, you've really got to look at yourself and be self aware. So we're all human. <laughs> And we all deal with change in different ways. And the only constant in life today is change. And if you work for a significant corporation or a large corporation, you've got an ask on the table every single day about how do I drive productivity? How do I streamline the way I work? How do I leverage tech to... Make it easier for my customer. You know, how do I improve the bottom line? So to do that, you've really got to look at the talent that you have in your organisation and focus on the development of your team members. Would be the first one. You've got to encourage strategic thinking. So, you know, one of my philosophies is I've, I've never employed someone to do their job, right? I've employed someone because they are a subject matter expert or or you know, have a great strength in that particular area or that particular role. So you really need to tap into different thoughts, ideas, and 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 encourage provocative thinking. You know, because we've always done something one way, we shouldn't continue to do it the same way. And, and technology really is enabled that 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 thought process or that thinking of challenging the status quo. Ethics is really really important. So when we stand up every day and we talk to our our team members or we talk to our customers, you know, we have a responsibility as leaders to, you know, be ethical in every interaction. And we have a civic duty, you know, we've got to look at the the whole picture. Common sense should prevail. If it doesn't feel right, then don't do it. And we need to be self-aware as leaders, especially senior leaders. People watch us day in and day out.
0: Very true. Yeah, very true. Can I ask, do you do you see a place for the quiet achiever? And and what I mean by that is, there's those individuals that are, yeah, as, as I said, they're the quiet achievers. They're the ones that you know generally are not really very outspoken, but they really do showcase you know the 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 traits and the habits that good leaders should possess. Do you, do you see a place for, for the quiet achiever?
1: Well isn't that diversity and inclusion, Brad? You know is, we're all different. Yeah. We all lead differently. And you know I think a very strong leader is someone that has the courage, that has people around them with a diverse set of skills and capabilities. And you know a quiet achiever, an understated leader, an introvert, brings so much value to the table they will look they will analyze they will potentially join the dots a lot faster than an extroverted leader because they're such an active listener
0: yeah yeah i love that and i was actually having a conversation with someone just last week about about this very topic and you know certainly from my perspective you know having a a i guess a, a viewpoint that is one that is you don't have to be an extrovert to be in a leadership role. And in many respects, we can all be leaders. We don't need the title to be a leader in an organization as well. I think that's uh, that's a really interesting uh, way to look at leadership as well. I'm keen to move on to leading teams during challenging times. And I know that you and I have both worked for organizations that have gone through some very significant top-down corporate restructures. And for me, I was always impressed by the leaders that were always visible. You touched on that before being visible and available to everybody, as well as their ability to be able to communicate in a very transparent and open way. And that really gives people. And, you know, certainly from my own experience, it it gives you a level of comfort at an individual level that everything is under control. And I think that's, that's really important. So I'm keen to hear your approach on, on managing teams during challenging times and how, how you keep your teams motivated and energized to, to really stay focused on the job at hand, because it can be very easy to, to, to get off course and, you know, for, for these changes to really drain people's energy and for people to to not stay focused on the job.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've just lived through, we're living through, what, a global pandemic, 18 months of our world has been tipped upside down. So it's not just professional, it's personal change as well. So, look, for me, leading through challenging times is, as the leader, you set the tone. So to my earlier comment, all eyes are on you. So trying to stay real and balancing the emotions because change and big change is challenging and you will have highs and lows so keep it real is you know you're human uh, you know before anything else we're all humans i think acknowledging that this um, is a challenging time it allows you to display empathy, it allows you to hear and and support your team members as you navigate this change and be as transparent as you possibly can. So in times of significant change, you can't always share everything from the top down. But, you know, there is a way that you can communicate that gives a sense of direction, calm, calm, collaboration, you need to over communicate. So human nature will make assumptions along the way. So inviting the team to engage, to talk through what they're hearing, communicate with facts and data wherever you can, increase the the frequency of how of your meetings, how frequently you're engaging, either as individuals or as a team. And there's a really important word, resilience so Mm. you need to really emphasize on the importance of resilience as I said some days are going to be better than others when you're making significant transformational restructures or change within a corporation build that sense of community we're all in this together you know your opinions your feedback really matters so let's all come to the table and support each other while we work through the change and then also being available is really really important
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually want to move on to something that I've reflected on actually working uh, for an organization that you used to lead before that I worked for. And I don't know if you remember this, Deborah, but I remember quite often you would walk the floor and and go around and say hi to people and just check in and just say, how are you going? How's everything going? Is there anything I can help with? And those things actually make a, a huge difference. For, for people, especially during you know challenging times. I think people really look up to that and they see you as a very approachable person. And that's one thing that really stood out for me. You were always available to people no matter what situation. And I, I think also having a very positive mindset. And I know from my own experience that you always demonstrated a very positive mindset, always very positive towards everything. And I think that's important because it's very easy to bring your entire team down when you're not showing that positive kind of approach and mindset to what you need to go and achieve together as a team. So that, that's one thing I just wanted to share with the listeners of this podcast is that's one thing that really stood out for me. So, And I think sometimes it's very easy as a leader to forget the basics and forget to do things like that, and it really does make a big difference.
1: Well, especially especially with COVID, right? Mm. So We've gone from being able to walk the floor you know yeah. we have now you know our world is teams or zoom or you know it's our eyes we're you know we're fixated on a monitor and I you know it's interesting I have taken that concept of walking the floor and now flipped it into virtual skips skip conversations right I love just that. so just so the team can engage and I've got a large team now, so really it's only once a quarter, but, you know, I mean, I've invited them, it's informal, let's check in, let's have a, a chat, and everybody, you know, I've invited them to uninvite the, the skip, the virtual skip, and, and they're saying, no, 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 it's really great to connect and just chat and just, you know, more so now, I think, because we just have lost that, the ability to, to just hang by the, you know, the photocopier or catch up for a coffee downstairs, it's, You know, that's that luxury is gone for the short term anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it really does make a big difference. And I've, I've certainly experienced that in my, my current capacity with leaders of the organization that I work for doing those things and adopting those things to replace some of the things you just mentioned, those more traditional things that we do, we go down and grab a coffee together and just have a chat. And it doesn't have to be about work. I want to move on to a very big topic here, and that's the topic of conflict and tension in in the workplace. And yeah, I know it's a big topic, but I'm keen to get your perspective here because for me, I, I don't think I've ever met a leader in my career that loves dealing with conflict and we all have to deal with conflict if you if you work you're, you, you' doesn't matter what you do you're going to have to deal with conflict situations it doesn't you don't necessarily need to be in a leadership role to have to deal with conflict sometimes it's every day depending on the, the type of role that you're in sometimes you need to deal with it every single day sometimes it's every week but I'm keen to get your uh, perspective on on this Deborah because yeah for me conflict and leadership uh, go hand in hand and as a leader i feel if you cannot or will not address conflict in a very healthy and productive way i really don't think you can be a great leader do you agree with that
1: yes in short Mm. you know um conflict exists in every aspect of our life right Mm. and you know tell me someone who really loves it, you know, no one doesn't like, we don't like, conflict, but to progress, to move forward, you have to address, you know, if you want to say the elephants in the room or the, the way the friction that's created with different styles of leadership and in professional relationships. And so, you know, is, is addressing it head on with aggression, the right answer? No, possibly not, but, but you do have to address it directly. You have to get it on the table so you understand why there is conflict. Because you could be making an assumption that about a particular situation or a person or a style of leadership, which is your assumption, that doesn't mean it's correct.
0: Yes, absolutely. And so
1: putting it on the table so that you can sort of foster. A level of conversation, you know, you need to listen to both sides. And again, if you're really passionate about the topic or the activity, that can be hard. But um, having a third party involved, if it's appropriate, not, you know, too confidential to help, you know, note, take, listen to both sides of the story, because then you can, you know, step away, the emotion is gone, and then you're looking at the facts versus the feelings, you need to sort of try and find common ground. Again, saying the only constant in life is change. So the way we do things today will will absolutely change, you know, in a period of time. And, and is that conflict driven by the fear of the unknown? Mm. You know, I know I know how to do it this way, or I know I, you know, an understanding of this, but if we move to that what does that really mean for me and am i out of my depth and does that impact my confidence and but you've got to encourage compromise you know it's you know the art of collaboration right it's we have to collaborate we have to respect we have to hear actively listen and then you know having someone that you can walk away walk away from that conversation and then and then sort of reflect on the way you're feeling your thoughts, then I think helps you then sort of regroup and look for ways to sort of find a common ground to move forward and potentially become proactive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you've been in you know, global leadership roles throughout your career managing you know, dispersed teams. Do you think that the approach needs to be adjusted for different cultures and different countries? I'm keen to get your perspective on that.
1: Well, I think, firstly, we have to absolutely respect and appreciate the differences through culture, diversity, which is, you know, diversity and inclusion. I will say that the conflict obviously has to have an ethical foundation about it. And then, you know, I know in one of my roles, it was a country I was living in at the time, they didn't deal with conflict head on you know, they would say yes to everything and then walk away and do something differently. So then you had to find the, you know, as part of that diversity and inclusion process, you had to find the informal leader within the group that then you could have a conversation with to understand their concerns and sort of, if the business needed to go a direction, that the team members didn't understand the why, but then you had to find a way to communicate with the individuals to help you navigate and get them back on track but you you absolutely if you if we don't do that we never progress you know
0: i think it's always important to get an agreed set of facts to not get emotional to be calm and just address the the issue at hand as early as possible as well i think that's really important as opposed to delaying addressing the issue at hand because i think potentially or in most cases from my own experience you know when i witness things like that occur they they get worse and it becomes harder to deal with them so just addressing them um, as early as possible is a good way to to progress forward so any uh, any final thoughts from from your side deborah in relation to some of these uh, really big topics that we touched on today and yeah you know, as always I do appreciate you putting the time aside to have a chat with me today on on the podcast and yeah any any fi- final comments from your side Oh something?
1: look I think I think um, leadership is obviously a big topic and we all lead every day whether we have the title you know we lead our family yep. you know we lead with our friends we lead with our work so and I think as a leader we have a responsibility for you know, how we help our people turn up every day. So I'm a big fan of quotes. And so I might just end with this quote, if that's okay. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. So valuing and appreciating the talent that we have, the opportunity to work with every single day is so very, very important.
0: And that concludes episode two of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I really hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as I did. I'll see you in the next episode.